All right, Sienna, again, uh, I say it every week. My favourite part of my week is getting the opportunity to sit down with the panel, just talk a little bit of footy, uh, and it's, uh, it's it's been pretty incredible so far this season. But before we start talking all things rugby league, I'm just looking at the, uh, the, the run sheet here, excuse me, and the producer's got for you, what other sport would you want to play and why? If it wasn't, if it wasn't rugby league, if it isn't rugby league, what, what's another sport that you'd be interested in? I mean, there's no sport as good as rugby league. So this one's That's a, a correct tough answer. one. Yes, anyway. Um, but I reckon basketball, everyone who plays basketball is just so cool that, I don't know, I feel like you're just in with like a cool gang if you're playing basketball. So it would have to be basketball. Yeah. How about I, you then? I like that. I, I have to admit, like I, I, you know, do have a little bit of fandom there as well. The only problem is I'm five foot seven, so... You know my ability to just even get the ball anywhere near the near the hoop. I think I think I'd kind of struggle with that. Um, look, if it was for me, massive NFL fan, so I'd love that. And look, like like you're sort of saying, even if you're a fringe, fringe, fringe player in some of these American sports, you're earning millions of dollars. You know, so uh, you know, I think uh, I think the cash side of it would be pretty good. But um, again, you know, just with that height, I think I'd struggle to be that quarterback. Sienna, what do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. I reckon you could get away with it. <laughs> let's see how we go. Yeah, well, thankfully, our sport is rugby league. And uh, speaking of that, let's kick off the show. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Season 2, Episode 43. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, now, tonight, we're, again, very excited to be here as we preview Week 3 of the NRLW. Sienna, it's uh, it's kind of tricky, you know. It reminds me, you know, back in the day, many, many moons ago, when I'd have those long uh, school holiday breaks, towards the back end of those school holidays, you'd start to sort of think, oh, my God, it's starting to come to the end. Sienna, that's kind of the vibes in the NRLW, isn't it? We've got to enjoy it while we have it because this competition just goes by so quickly. Yeah, it's just insane how quickly it's going. It feels like it kicks off and then it's coming to the end already. And I know we're only in week two, but it's, there's it's, only five rounds that it's it's just done before you even know it. And the talent is just insane this season that we don't want it to end. Yeah, and I think there's a few coaches with a few winless teams who are probably feeling the same thing. It's Look, it's time to go. Uh, again, a very, very tight tournament, very, very short competition. Um, it's time to make a move for a few of those teams. So, you know, tonight, Sienna... Well, we're smiling ear to ear because we've got a very, very special guest who's joining the Mojo Sports Podcast to help us uh, preview week three. Let's dive into the breakdown and let's unveil our guest. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team, this week's guest had an exciting start to her career last year by becoming the first player to make her NRLW debut uh, in round one after graduating through the Sydney Roosters pathway system. Keely Joseph scored two tries last season with a tackle efficiency rate of 96% at only 20 years of age. We're excited to see what she'll achieve for the rest of 2022. Keely Joseph, welcome to the Mojo Sports Podcast. 
Hey, and thank you for having me here. I'm so happy to be here. It is, uh, it's great to have you on board, and uh, we hope to be seeing more of you in the future as well on the Mojo Sports Podcast. But my friend, no time to waste. Let's just dive straight into it because we have some games to preview um, and some blockbuster clashes um, to yeah to, to preview. Let, let's dive into your one, my friend, the St. George Illawarra Dragons uh, taking on your beloved Sydney Roosters. Obviously, it's the unveiling of the brand new stadium um, and two teams at the top of the table. Talk to me about how you're feeling coming into this one. This is this is going to be an incredible clash. Well, knowing that they lost last year to us in the grand final, they they're going to come out firing. So we just need a. It's going to be a very tough game. I just can't wait for it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely going to be one to watch. That's for sure. Sienna, let's start with the Dragons now. You know that you know. I, I obviously got a, got a pretty good friendship there with Sowie. I've got a pretty big soft spot for the Dragons, so I'll, I'll try and be. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try and be um, as neutral as we possibly can here, Sienna. So I'll hand the ball over to you. Talk to me about the Dragons. Obviously, they haven't had had it all their own way so far this season. But yeah, what's kind of your reflections on the Dragons so far? Yeah, I think the Dragons are building something nice. I think the culture that they've got going on there is next level and it's really bringing that team together. I think Rachel Pearson and Fui Mayona are bringing something special. I think they're growing as a combo and what they've got to offer is so much more than what we've already seen. So I'm really excited to see how they build throughout the rest of the season. And we have to talk about Emma Tonegato. She's just one to watch. She's electric when she plays. So I think that's something the Chookies are going to be keeping their eyes on big time. Um, but it will be a good battle up front as well between the Dragons and the Roosters. I think, Keely, you're probably really excited to put some big shots on. Um, but, yeah, it'll be a cracker of a game to open up Allianz. Yeah, no, that, that's that's exactly right. I mean, Emma Tonegato, I mean, you know, we, we knew, obviously, she, you know, was joint, um, you know, uh, you know, player of the year last year we, with Millie. We, we knew the how elite she was, but, you know, she, as I spoke about over the past couple of weeks, she is trying to, in my opinion, really separate herself in, in her own sort of league. And there's a few other players that are chasing her down. Um, you know, brings a lot of quality to the table, That that's for sure. Uh, Sienna, yeah, just quickly, um, you spoke a little bit about the halves, um, Talia and, 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 and Rach. You know, as a half yourself coming through the system, you, you, you spoke about the type of play that they're sort of coming coming up with there. Um, very much a yin and yang type, comp, type combo. Is that kind of your, your reflections on those two? Yeah, definitely. I think Rat brings like a bit of a calm sort of vibe to the team and seems to really direct them around the park very calmly and sticks to the game plan, whereas I think Talia just, you know, opens up what's in front of her and what she's done the last couple of weeks just with her eyes up footy is really cool to see. I think she's bringing it up to another level than she did last season and she's definitely a special half in the making. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, she definitely is improving this season. Just some of the subtleties in her game, you can definitely sense, you know, the, the, uh, the system that she's in, some of the mentorship, the coaching, and, um, you know, just the fact that Pearson settles her down as well. But, you know, just some of her, you know, short kicking games a little bit sharper, um, her passing's been better, her decision-making, as well as her combinations. So I think um, Tali's only scratched the surface in terms of her potential. Exciting times there for the Dragons. Uh, Keely, you know, we, we don't want to torture you too much and, you know, make your show too much love for your opposition, but 
Yeah, my friend, you know, that, that the forward pack of the Dragons, um, as you know very, very well, um, you, know, in, uh, you know, this is the grand final rematch. Um, they're definitely a team that like to throw a lot at you through the middle. Yeah, they got Holly Wheeler, um, all them big forwards up in front. They're always a bit scary to tackle, but <laughs> we just have to keep moving forward and hopefully we can get the win over them. Uh, Sienna, it wouldn't be uh, you know a Dragons preview if we didn't talk about the hooker um, or hookers in Keely Davis and Quincy, but in particular Keely. Uh, Sienna, we, we've sung her praises on the podcast, but again, uh, a very, very talented player. And, you know, an, an exciting piece to the puzzle for the Dragons as they try and really play very disciplined football. You know, I, I feel like the Dragons try not to beat themselves. They try and keep it very, very tight, very, very tidy. And I think that's through, um, you know, some of the playmaking there from Dummy Half from Keeley. Yeah, definitely. Keeley, I think, is one of the most underrated players. I think she's like one of the best players in the whole competition. Her poise in making decisions is second to none. And she takes the opportunities when they're in front of her and she backs herself 110%. But she plays a really calm style of football where she's got control over exactly what's happening throughout the whole team and on the opposing team sometimes as well, I think. So Keely is a special player. And then you bring on Quincy to back it up as well. It's pretty awesome what they've got going on there in the hookers at the Dragons. Yeah, and I, I think they they missed Elsie uh, to, you know, to start off the season. But I think Elsie Albert, um, we know that she produces 9 out of 10 performances each and every week. But during this tournament, during this competition, there's one of those regular season rounds where it's a 10 out of 10. And I don't know, grand final rematch with a lot, with a lot on the line, um, top of the table. I, I really feel like we could see something special from her. So, yeah, I cannot wait to see the battle um, in the middle. All right, Keely, we've tortured you enough talking about your opposition. Now let's show a little bit of love to the Sydney Roosters. Keely, how how are you feeling being part of this club who, you know, obviously achieved what it achieved last year, you know, last season, you know, as champions, but brand new stadium. We know the culture. We know everything's about. Talk to me about the Sydney Roosters club because, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty special what you guys have built here. Yeah, well, I've been with them in development for like the last three years and over those years we've just been building and building and building and now after the back of uh, our premiership win last season, I think we just need to hit the ground running and pick up where we left off and to play that at the brand new stadium, be the first game to play there, it will just be a, be a whole other feeling. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, uh, it's going to be very, very special. Sienna... Talk, talk to me about this fullback, Sammy Bremner. I mean, you know, we know that the modern-day footballer has to be a playmaker. You know, it ultimately brings a huge advantage to your football team, a massive X factor. But, Sienna, there, there's levels to this rugby league thing. And Sammy Bremner, she's one of the best to ever do it. She is so silky out, out the back there, so dangerous. And I, I, I just feel like she is making the edge-back rowers incredibly dangerous because I, I, I just don't know what you do as, as, a, as a defender. You know, you're definitely in a couple of minds there. Talk to me about her start to the season. Yeah, she started off just incredibly. I remember Sammy Bremner as this like, wow, this, this lady's amazing, you know. And now I feel like she's come back and she's even better. And just the class of football she's playing is just next level. I think 
half the time she looks like she doesn't even really know what's what she's pulling out, but she manages to split people open and she's got this electrifying speed on on the back of her. She's just an inspiring player as well. You know, she's a mum. It's just incredible. Her whole story is incredible and what she's producing this season surely got to seal the deal already for next season. So uh, she's a phenomenal player. Elite. Absolutely elite. And it, and it was just the thing that the Roosters needed, in my opinion, to just, you know, obviously you win a championship, you go from being the hunter to the hunted each and every week. Someone's, every team is giving it their absolute best effort. So bringing in Sammy, I think that's, uh, you know, that's been a huge boost for the Roosters. Uh, Keely, we gave a lot of love to the Dragons halves. Um Let's talk about Zahara and Ray. You know, obviously, from no fault of our own, you know, we, we, we try and pump them up a lot here. But, you know, they just go about their business. I, I You know, they, they probably don't get as much love as they deserve in the media. But, uh, yeah, let's give a little love to your halves there, my friend, because, uh, again, they have started the season on fire. And, um, yeah, I, we, we, we watched their combination um, towards the back end of last year. Talk to me about your halves. Yeah, well, they both of them just lead from the front. Like, they're so on point with their calls and who they pass it to and stuff like that. Ray, Ray, on she was on fire yesterday with her two setups for tries and I just love playing with both of them. They've been so amazing this season and the last and they're just going to keep getting better and better. Sienna, you've uh, you got, got a little bit of background with, with Ray. Talk, talk to me about the halfback. I mean, you know, you're a half, you know, you watch them very, very closely on – I, I I know you, you you know you watch everything that's happening uh, on a football field, but being a half, you can't help but spend ninety five percent of the game looking at the halves. Talk to me about the Roosters because um, you know they they've just been electric to start the season. You add the the fullback on off the back of that, it's um, you know no wonder they're at the top of the table. Yeah, the halves for the Roosters this season have taken it to another level. Obviously, they've had that combination for a while, but. Obviously, training with Ray all year at the Bears and seeing what she is capable of. She's like a leader without even trying. Um, she's so confident in what she's calling. She's so confident in what she's doing that everyone else takes some confidence from that. And it it really seems effortless to her. But obviously, she trained so hard and she's worked so hard for so long that that kind of effortlessness comes with all that training. And Zahara has taken it to another level this season as well through a phenomenal cutout ball in their game. Um, so I feel like just they're complementing each other even better this season and they'd grown on that partnership last season and you can just see it's still growing and there's so much more to give. But it's going to be a dangerous combination they've got brewing there. Kelly, um, yeah, and just looking at the forward pack here, Togatuki, Hill, Moana, uh, Shania, um, Olivia Koenig, one of the favourites here on the podcast. Yourself, I mean, it's just, you know, Destiny Brill there at Hooker who's doing some very, very special things. You know, it's, it's you know, the, the, the game can be overcomplicated sometimes, most times, especially, um, you know, uh, yeah, but there, there, there is moments where the game gets a little bit too complex from a coaching perspective. Sometimes you just got to run hard, tackle hard. Um, yeah. Keely, it must be... Pretty special to play within this pack because, um, you know, it's it, it's pretty special. Yeah, well, you, it's really funny because you look at us and we don't look too big. <laughs> so we just we're just so strong as a as a pack that we just go off each other, working for each other all the time, and we got each other's back. That's all we need. Just playing and um, being there to, for the offload, just running with them and support. And yeah, 
Very yeah, and, and, and playing a little bit of footy, Keely, I think that's your brand. You know, you're not going to sort of just do the standard hit-ups and, uh, you know, and, and, and play it. Um, you know, you, you're, you're going gonna to sort of um, experiment, throw the ball around, plenty of offloads, and, um, you know, really test out the defense. And that's what's been the exciting brand of Roosters football, that's for sure. All right, team, no sitting on the fence. Uh, it's time for our predictions, Keely. Uh, obviously, it's easy for you. Uh, you know the Roosters will get the job done here in your perspective. But but how how does that happen? I mean, this is a big big occasion for the club, big occasion for the team. The Dragons are an incredible football team. How do you think you guys can get the job done here? Well, we just got to turn up and play our game, do the basics right, and hopefully we can come away with the win. Yeah, yeah, I love it, Sienna. Your your prediction on this one? It's going to be so tight, but I think. The Dragons want this one really, really bad. I think they're going to want some revenge and um, they're going to come out firing. Uh, It's going to be a cracker of a game. I'm so excited to see it. I think these teams just have so much skill in each of them, but I reckon the Dragons are just going to get this one. Yeah. Now, I know if I don't tip the Dragons, I know what's going to happen. I know where this podcast goes out to, but... Look, I'm with you. It's very, very hard to tip. I think this is going to come down to the absolute final minutes. This is going to be neck and neck. Um, you know, goal conversions, things like that. I think that's going to that's going to um, you know play into this. We really need to make sure that that's tight on both sides. Uh, both both teams are in a pretty good spot from that. But I'd be looking at the fullbacks. I really feel like they separate uh, separate this one. Tonegado, Bremner. You know, whatever player comes out on top on the day, I think gets the job done for their team. So, not sitting on the fence there, but keep an eye out on those fullbacks. I think they're going to. I think they're going to decide this one. All right, team. Well, let's move over now and uh, preview our next feature game. God, we've got some incredible games this week, like most weeks in the NRLW. But up there in Redcliffe, we see the Brisbane Broncos coming up against the Gold Coast Titans. Sienna. You know, sometimes, you know, you know, rugby league, you're on a journey, you're winning football games, everything's great. Um, the Brisbane Broncos went through that for quite a long time. They put themselves in the history books with an incredible dynasty. Things haven't gone exactly their way so far this year. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about you. I don't, I don't want to go early, but I'm anticipating a pretty big ambush here. Sienna, talk to me about how the Broncos will be uh, preparing for this one because um, it's a little bit of do or die for the Bronx. Yeah, I think um, both these teams are winless going into this one. So they're both going to want it just as bad as each other. But Broncos are winners and winners win. So I think they are going to be training their house down this week um, in preparation for this one. And they just want it bad. They've got, you know, a host of talent there. So I don't think they can go from being the dominant team that they were to going throughout the season, you know, without a win, I think this week's going to be theirs. Keely, I, I feel like the um, the scoreline when you came up against the Broncos kind of flattered your team a little bit. Like it didn't probably accurately ref- reflect just how tough that contest was. Talk to me a little bit about it from your perspective because if you go out on a football field and underest- underestimate the Broncos, you're going to find yourself in a little bit of trouble. My friend, they're a good football team. That score probably, yeah, didn't didn't sort of reflect the game. No way it didn't. Um, I'm very, very sore right now. So that just <laughs> says how much, how hard that game was. It was so tough. They were, they fought from to the end and that's all they, you can ask for them. I think because they lost, went down the last two t- games, I think they're going to come out firing and just try and get that win over Titans. Sienna, uh, where is it going wrong for the Broncos? Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at their team. 
for me, you know, heading into this one against the Titans, I'm, I'm thinking that probably simplifying their game is probably where they where they sort of need to focus in on. You know, again, um, you know, very similar to the type of football that the Dragons are playing at the moment, where they're where they're not beating themselves. You know, you're obviously just doing some of the basics right. You're not turning the football over. You're really getting yourself into the, into the grind and just having the confidence and the patience that you will get the results. You'll get the re, you'll get the points at the back end of halves. What, what's what's your thoughts? If you Broncos playing a little bit impatient at the moment, things aren't quite yeah, clicking. I th- I think they are pushing it a little bit. Um, obviously they're a great team in like their own right, but they've had a few changes as well. Like they've got Nita up there now, who's the hooker Chapman. There's a few new faces there, and I think they need to work on those combinations a little bit more um, because those two are very special players. But, yeah, I think patience is going to be the key for the Broncos, not pushing it and just staying in there for the long battle um, because they've got talent and they will win, but I think they need to just ease into it a little bit more and not chase points straight away, straight off the bat. Yeah, and obviously with, with Haley back there at fullback, a different type of player, really feel like they're, they're missing Upton, obviously, you know, to, to state the obvious. They're, they're, they're missing an out-and-out game-breaker. I feel like there's a fair bit of pressure on Taryn Aiken, who, I mean, he's handling it. I mean, she's an absolute superstar, but I'd just love to see a couple of players just take a little bit of pressure off her from an X-Factor perspective. They, they really need a couple of players to have a wow moment in this game. Um, you spoke about Jamie Chapman. I mean, she, you know, obviously it's a, it's a big adjustment heading up, heading up there to Brisbane, but we absolutely know how talented she is. So I'm sure the Broncos are working out ways that she can get more involved in the contest um, to bring that one home. Uh, all right, guys. Well, let, let's uh, turn it over now to a team that's probably going to be as equally desperate. I mean, it is do or die. Crazy to think only heading into your third game, but it's the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Keely, look, you know, the Newcastle Knights, they're on a tear at the moment. I say it with a big smile on my face as a Newcastle boy, but the Titans gave it to Newcastle. I mean, you know, there was only four points in it. It really went down to the wire. Um, talk to me about your reflections on the Titans so far this year. Yeah, they really came back. Um, they nearly won, nearly got over the Newcastle um, today. So they worked really hard. Um, I feel like because there's a couple of new players in there, they just haven't clicked maybe as a team, maybe like the same as we did at the start of last season. They just need to find their groove and hopefully be able to pick up and start, um, yeah, get the ball rolling. Yes, yeah, you know, I, I kind of I, I agree. I, I just feel like... The Titans are trying to bash people at the moment. And they're doing a bloody good job of it. They they play a very physical, hard uh, style of football. But you know some of their silk, um, you know some of their sort of finishing, and and you know some of their attack at moments, you know it it, it isn't quite right. But you know you you look at their spine. You know Lauren Brown. We spoke about the the Braley Nardis, You know previously over the last few weeks, but. Yeah, what, what's what's your read on the Titans at the moment? Because, you know, I can't be too critical of the middles. You know, obviously they've got to clean up a few errors here or there, but they're matching it with teams physically. But, again, they're just not able to kind of, you know, I guess it's a lack of consistency across the entire, um, both halves, both first and second half is a little bit worrying. Yeah, I think just their errors are killing them at the moment. As I was watching, I was just like, drop ball, you know, like that can't be happening if you can hold on to the ball then you've got a better chance of scoring. Can't score without the ball. So um, I think just for them, fixing up little errors in their game is going to be a huge step forward. I mean, they've got M Curtin in the wings waiting as well. Um, we're all anxious for her to come back. Um, 
But, yeah, you can't fault the forwards at all. I mean, Steph Hancock is still producing for them, which is just incredible. So I think just fixing up little things for them and working on combinations is where they're really going to excel. So I think um, if they tidy their game up a little bit, we'll see some good things from the Titans. Yeah, and obviously, you know, Varney um, Paletti, I, I think – Needs to get more involved. They, 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 this is a coaching, this is a system, this is a structure problem. Obviously, shifting her out of fullback into the centers, whether that, you know, that's nothing against Happy Nichols, great player, but again, need to figure, you know, these strike players, the Chapmans, the Palettes, you, you've got to figure out ways in which you can get them more football because they are out and out game breakers. She absolutely, you know, in, in, a, in a side that struggled in the last season, I feel like she was a game breaker in, in, in most games. Um, you know, I expect her to stand up in this one as well. All right, team, again, no sitting on the fence. Uh, big Queensland derby here. There's always emotions in it. Form goes out the window. Two teams that are absolutely desperate. Two coaches that desperately need the two points. Um, Keely, where are you going? I think I'm going to have to say the Broncos. They've lost two two games already, and that's not going to make them happy. So if they have to get this next one, or I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm going to go Broncos as well. I've got Chapman scoring three tries. She is going to absolutely. This is this is her game, Sienna. Yeah, I'm I'm going to clean sweep the panel here. Definitely going with the Broncos on this one. Right, I feel like it's going to be tight. Guys, we've officially cursed them. Titans, uh, anyway, gamble responsibly, but I'm sure now the Titans are going to uh, put on a show. But uh, there we go, team. Let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay. oh my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, just a bit of a, uh, a quick finish in our last game of the week for week three, and that is the mighty Newcastle Knights, the greatest sporting franchise in the entire world. I've said it time after time, uh, tongue-in-cheek. Um, up against the Parramatta Reels, um, you know, just just to rein me in a little bit, let's start off with the Parramatta Reels and give them the, their love. Um, Sienna, you know, again, a, a team that's going to be very, very desperate coming into this one, but we saw... Significant improvement um, on the weekend against the Dragons. Uh, talk to me about your reflections on Para. Um, I spoke about in the offseason that it appeared that Dean Witters, you know, kind of did a little bit of a reset and was trying to build for the future. Um, yeah, well, what's your thoughts on Para? Yeah, they've got a really young team. So I guess for them, those first couple of rounds were probably like getting the nerves out of the system a little bit. Um, so I think it was really important that, you know, they had some tough games, but against the Dragons, they really brought it. Um, Gail Broughton, Tiana Penatani, their combo was just outstanding. And we had some new halves in um, that game, Ash Quinlan and Taylor Preston, who were both really, really good. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who they're taking into this next game. Um, But it's going to be a good contest. And I think the combos are building there and something special could come out of it. Yeah, you know, obviously they, they've got quite a few options in their playmaking positions. So, um, yeah, picking players and, um, you know, trying to trying to change things a little bit. Um, Kelly, as someone who obviously you're playing more in the middle, you know, this year uh, in the lock position, but, you know, you played a lot on the edge as well. Penetani, the captain, um, did a lot of the hard stuff, I feel like, to start the competition. But <laughs> last week against the Dragons, she just kind of reminded everyone, reminded the competition that she's still got those wheels Mate, as as, a, as an edge as an edge player, it must be uh, pretty difficult to try and um, yeah keep control of some of these players that uh, that are that talented and have that much speed. Yeah, well, the first couple of rounds have just been taking them hard hit ups, 
for their forwards when they're tired. And now that I'm looking at her, I think she's just getting the right ball, the right time, and just doing what she knows what she can do and just been taking it with two hands and doing her thing. So she's doing really well. Yeah, she's uh, very, very impressive. And, you know, once once the team's on that front foot, um, definitely brings her into play and Sienna again. Um, can't say good enough things um, about Gail Broughton at fullback again. You know, you talk about... We're just spoiled, guys. You know, with the NRLW um, competition, just you know, the, a lot of the players absolutely elite, um, including the spine players um, at fullback. There making um, some big differences uh, within the game. Um, Sienna, we, we, we talk about the forward pack each and every week there, at Para. Um, but again, it, it's really been something they built their team off. You know, we've spoken about the fact that they're changing up their spine. They're trying to figure figure out their combinations. You know, is it going to be a little bit too late for them to, to make a real run at the title this season? Maybe, but again, you've still got to give a lot of love to the forwards because I feel like, you know, that group is keeping them in contests and, um, you know, they're, they're a big chance this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I think the forwards at Para are really um, great players and, you know, you've got Kennedy Charrington there. She's got a lot of experience and um, Vanessa Foliaki making her NRLW return this season she's been great and she's such a passionate player and she gives it all she's got all the time so she's another really special one there at para and you've got like ellie johnson up the front who's always causing havoc so i mean you can't not give the Parramatta forwards like claps for trying and pushing forward i think they're really carrying that team and trying to get them in an attacking position but just finishing it off hasn't quite been there for para but who knows? They could make the return like the Roosters did last season, but I'm interested to see what combos they will go with. All right, team. Uh, there we go. I was as disciplined as I could be. Let's quickly flip it over now to the Newcastle Knights. Um, you know, again, Keely, um, you know, they're a team that uh, obviously went out and um, a bit of a money ball situation. They went out and bought, felt like they bought everyone in the competition. They're just bringing it to Newcastle. I'm not complaining, but... You know, they really have turned things around just in one off-season. It's a, it's a completely, um, you know, new side. But, you know, again, I, I guess it's been a little bit surprising that, you know, they've been able to hit the ground running so quickly, given that a lot of these combinations, they're still kind of figuring out on the run. Yeah, well, they're still a fresh team, so they still need to, like, get their connections and stuff. So I think them going in to the next game, they're just going to get better and better each week. And um, having Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnson at the front leading the pack, I think they're so strong. And having them there is going to be a good um, advantage for them. See, and I, I feel like um, you know one of the one of the things with a lot of the signings that um, have been brought in, you know, a, a quick shout out to Hannah Southwell, who, who I know we're all kind of connected in with, and you know that's a that's a devastating injury. So we just send our love to to Hannah. Um, you know, there's some incredible um, surgeons out there. I, I, I know they're going to get it right, and she'll be back on back on her feet in no time. But um, you know, losing Hannah um, Sienna that that's that's a big one. But you know, a, a lot of the signings that have been brought into Newcastle has really stabilised the team. You know, there's not a lot of chopping and changing week to week when you look at the team list. And again, that that was always going to be critical for Newcastle as they try and build those combos. Yeah, there's some stability this year at Newcastle, which is really exciting to see. And yeah, unfortunately for Hannah, that was just terrible timing and really unfortunate injury. Um, so best wishes to her. But um, Simone Kapani came in, you know, she did a good job 
it's big shoes to fill with Hannah's like tackle efficiency and go forward. But definitely the stability in the Knights is going to be something that's going to allow their combos to build. I think Kira in the halves with Jesse, you know, um, they're two very special players and they're bringing a lot to that team. Um, and as Keely said up front, it doesn't get much better than Millie Boyle and Caitlin Johnston. So they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. And I think the Knights are serious premiership contenders this season. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I mean, what, what's what's interesting about them is like, you know, obviously Jessie, you know, she's one of the, you know, the best young stars that we've got in our game. Kira, she's one of our most experienced players we've got in our competition. The yin and the yang, the experience, the inexperience, the different ways in which they play, it all comes together and makes a very, very uh, great unit. Uh, it is a great time to be a Newcastle Knights fan. The only, the only problem is, is when you think about favourite players, you know, you go out and buy their jersey. Sienna, it's hard, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to end up buying uh, 17 jerseys here, uh, to be yeah. honest. I might even look at the extended squad as well. There's some talented players that aren't getting a run at the moment. But uh, all right, there we go. You've let me have my Newcastle fandom there. Um, yeah, look, I, I feel like the Knights will get the job done here against Parramatta. Um, but as I, you know, I say this most, most weeks, I think this one's going to be closer than what a lot of people expect. Um, the teams that have that haven't exactly started the season they w- they would have liked, um, they're going to be coming out in week three and putting in some very, very strong performances. Gal Broughton scares me terribly, so hopefully Kira and Jessie listening to the podcast and kick away from the fullback. Let's try and limit her uh, <laughs> her carries, uh, that's for sure. Uh, Keely, what's your thoughts in this one, uh, Knights Para? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go um, Knights. They're both looking really strong, but I think... Knights are just going to get over top of Parramatta. It's going to yeah. be a tough game, but yeah. Yeah, music to my ears, Sienna. Yeah, we all must be on the same wavelength tonight. I think the Knights are going to get up on this one, but I don't think Parra are going to go down um, without a fight. Um, they want to win one, so they'll be coming out strong next week. All right, team, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panels, uh, Sienna, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And Keely, thank you so much for jumping on and joining the podcast. Uh, we have listeners far and wide, um, you know, different experiences, you know, a lot of younger younger people who are wanting to try out the sport, um, you know, getting to you know get a little bit of an insight into your team. We really do appreciate your time as you guys look to ramp up and prepare for, you know, one of the biggest games of the season. So, again, cannot thank you enough. We hope to see you more around the Mojo Sports Network. Um, yeah, thank you very much for jumping on board. Yeah, thank you for having me. Anytime. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support us each and every week? It's simple. Excuse me. Download the podcast. Share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.